Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the S&S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash is listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host, the outlaw of the IWC. Don't piss me off. The Trey Dog. Ding dong, ding dong, the bearer of bad news, the bearer of the third gunman on the grassy knoll theory, the who shot JR answers will be conducted tonight live on TNA chat live. Welcome. I am the trade dog, the outlaw of the IWC, and as always, riding solo, riding dirty right here on TNA chat live. And I am going to start tonight's show off. With a curveball. A curveball, if you will. Something that hit me during impact. And I thought, no. No, they won't go that route. And then when they did go the way they went in the main event, by having aces and eights, 
turn on what everybody thought was their leader, James Storm. I told you he wasn't the leader. Of course, they didn't take much to convince. However, comma, they're going in another direction now. We've been we've been let in. We've been brought in to the story a little further. James Storm, not a member of Aces and Eights, was attacked by them tonight on Impact, which was a great show again tonight, by the way. Great ending. But I have a bad feeling. I, I I hope and will pray to the God I pray to tonight that it isn't true. I have not received word from anybody in the company. I don't talk about things like that with people in the company. I know there's a photo floating around with people thinking I'm a member of Aces and Eights. I am not. My absence is just ironic timing at times. But I have a feeling down deep in the pit of my stomach that makes me feel like I might have eaten some bad chicken when I think that this might be the direction that they're heading. I hope not. My theory, and I'm going to go ahead and relay it to you. I'm not going to drag it on. I'm not going to cliffhang you. I'm not going to make you wait till the end of the show. Because I want your calls, and I want your thoughts on this, and we'll get to that. However... I almost hate to even say this because it does give me that bad chicken feeling. I think when Hogan says we're going old school, they're going to reveal that Hogan has something to do with the aces and eights. I just... The fact that, that they have basically what tipped it off for me tonight were two things. Hogan repeatedly with the phrase, we're going old school, old school, old school. Well, when you think old school, what's something in Hogan's career that was monumental and old school? It was him becoming a bad guy. For the first time and joining the NWO, which was a, a group that revolutionized wrestling, re-revolutionized wrestling. Another thing that makes me think that Hogan's involved is that everybody that the Aces and Eights had said they were targeting from Kurt Angle to AJ Styles to we're going to get Bully Ray at the pay-per-view
they've come through and they've actually eventually gotten their hands on the target that they claim to be targeting. Except for one. Anybody know who that one person might be that they've yet to get their hands on that they have blatantly targeted for about a month now? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Brooke Hogan has yet to be attacked by the Aces and Aids. She's been threatened. She's been scared. But now Daddy doesn't want his group of misfits to take out his daughter. Just interesting things to think about. That's just one of my takes. I know I don't want to believe it. I know you don't want to believe it. I just have a bad chicken feeling in the pit of my stomach when I think of anything that's got to do with Hulk Hogan and this company and the words old school. Coming from the guy with the NWO tattoo, I'm just telling you. That's a huge step backwards if that's where they, in fact, plan to go. And I hate to start tonight's show on that kind of note, negativity and all that, but want to get that out there. It's a possibility. So just marinate that, hopefully away from the bad chicken, but marinate that in your head. Talk amongst yourselves. Chat it up in the chat room, and let me have your thoughts on the phone lines as we open up the phones. Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. And if not Hulk Hogan, if... If I am completely at the North Pole on this, from where they're going, then I want to know who you, the listeners of TNA Chat Live, think might be A, in the Aces and Eights, and B, behind the Aces and Eights, pull the strings, and why? So now is your chance to call in. We talk about the debut of Tiffany, Taryn Terrell, on TNA tonight. Uh, for those of you that might not have seen the show but are listening to mine, Brooke Hogan came out and announced that she had a special referee for the Madison Rain Miss Testmacher match. Okay, well, everybody speculated, everybody wondered. Who could it be? Is Velvet Sky coming back? I thought it might be Hebner's brother, unbeknownst to Madison Rain, who, when she wasn't getting any calls her way or things were going the other direction, that she would freak out and want to know why. Tiffany 
from the WWE, married to Drew McIntyre. Remember, she was let go from being the SmackDown general manager or ECW general manager, one of the two at that point. Uh, she was let go after a hotel room squabble between her and her now husband, Drew McIntyre. I'm not sure that the two were related, but WWE decided to let her go and wished her her best in her future endeavors, and she stayed out of the limelight for a couple years now, it seems like. I don't know how long she's been out completely, but I do know that she was with the WWE. She took some time off. She did a few interviews on the radio, on the internet radio with some shows, and uh, basically pleaded her case and told her side of the story. And then, boom, disappeared for a while. And now she's on TNA. And I have to admit, when they brought her out and they introduced her as Taryn Terrell, I knew the name, but couldn't remember how I knew the name. She could have called her Tiffany. It wouldn't have really mattered to me at that point. I just didn't remember her. And at first glance, all I thought of was, wow, she's a hot blob with big yobes. Nice. As Brooke fell down. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Brooke. But she tripped and lost her balance and fell down there right on her ass. Right there on the ramp. And then curtsied to the ring and walked off. I thought Taryn did a great job as an official tonight. I don't know what her role is going to be. I have no idea. Uh, you know, I wasn't hammering the news sites today, so this was a surprise to me, which is good. I like them that way every once in a while. I like to not always know who's coming, who's there, who's going. But Tiffany slash Taryn Terrell is in TNA, and apparently, according to the post-show, she's going to be there a while because they welcomed her to TNA. Not, hey, good to see you tonight, grab a paycheck on your way out. But, you know, Taz, I think, made the comment tonight, maybe all of our referees should look like that. Why not? Why not? I mean, you want to be innovative. Fuck a six-sided ring. Give me six hot lesbian blondes with big yobes, and I'm watching. I'm in there. Like Walmart swimwear. I'm all over it. Not going to happen. But it wouldn't hurt ratings. I mean, even Blue Mystery in the chat room says he now has a favorite referee. Can't blame him. I wouldn't mind watching TNA and seeing a bunch of big yo big titty women refereeing in little skippy outfits, but you know, hey. We don't always get our wish, do we? 
Oh, Anthony, why put that taste in people's mouth? What a bad mental image. He says he just pictured Hebner in that outfit. Oh, my God. Only problem is Hebner tried to sell it out of the back of his car after he took it off. Boom, boom, boom. So your thoughts on Hulk Hogan coming back next week? Your thoughts on what what he's going to do? What's Hogan going to do next week when he comes back from, I think it was back surgery again, or knee surgery or both or something, I don't know, which is why they wrote him off originally, uh, was to go have some surgery done. Apparently, he's good enough to be back on the show next week because it is live, folks. It didn't tape. It didn't like Hogan come out there and go, oh, well, never mind. I'm not ready. Let's reshoot that. It's live. Titties and beer. Yep. That wouldn't be a bad song of the night. Maybe we'll do that for Tiffany. Your thoughts on Hogan's involvement with Aces and Eights? Just Cause says earlier in the chat room that Sting was the one that originally brought up old school. Well, if that's the case, great. I really hope to be wrong. But like I said, I've got that bad chicken feeling in the bottom of my stomach that I ate some bad chicken. That Hogan has some involvement with these aces and eights. I know that Jeff Jarrett was my original suspect. I think had they stuck to just attacking Sting and just attacking authority figures like Hogan and Sting, the Jeff Jarrett claim would have carried more weight. But when they started just taking out everybody, it opens up the door to go, why? Why would you do that? But then again, mob mentality if you're going to do anything, do it full force and take them all out. Let God sort them out. Why did I think Jeff Jarrett? Well, two reasons. They originally, on their first attack, they took out the stinger. As he was... Well, explaining, I guess would be a better word, explaining his uh, TNA Hall of Fame induction that will take place at Bound for Glory. They attacked him on that night. And I instantly said it was Jeff Jarrett. Why? Because it should have been a Jarrett in the Hall of Fame. And when it wasn't a Jarrett and they attacked Sting... I thought to myself, well, Sting makes sense because Sting was actually the person that fired Jeff and Karen the minute he got power from Dixie in the first place. Then they attacked Kurt Angle and, 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 and I believe Hardy or Styles or something like that. And I thought, well, Kurt makes sense because Jeff's married to Karen, and they had just come out of that long feud. Now, I'm not so sure what the motive is, unless it's just kill them all and 
worry about the repercussions later. All right, kids, the number to call, 501-588-7957. See, this is what cracks me the fuck up. You guys complain and complain that you want this show to be two hours long, but you don't call in until after we've been on the air 30 minutes. And then all the regular callers call in, and they all get jammed in about a 20-minute segment, and then people get upset that they didn't get their call on the air when they when they didn't call in until 20 minutes until the show was over with. I want your thoughts. I know what I think. I want to know what you think. So get off your asses and pick up the phones and call in, or we'll make this a 30-minute show. I have no problem going to work on time tonight. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, what's up? Trading turns, man. What's up? So you think that there's a chance I can be right with this Hogan thing? Yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, I had to pretty Hogan on that, man. But, uh, yeah, when he jumped out there, you know, the phone call, Sandy beat it next week, and... You know, we know he just had back surgery. It, it just all points to Hogan right now. And basically also, man, because he got to be in the spotlight. It, it you know, I think, he, I, I think he hit it, you know, hit the ham on the nail, man. It, it, it's Hogan, man. Well, I, you know, I'm just trying to do the math. I'm trying to put two and two together and what would make sense. And, you know, I just, I feel like with, you know, Aces and Aids have attacked everybody they've set their mind to except for Brooke. Why? Why have they not been able to get to Brooke? She's not, like, the hardest one to get to. She's mm-hmm. going to fight back the least of all the people. You know, and if they really wanted to make a stink and they really wanted to make their presence felt, kidnapping Brooke Hogan and holding her ransom would be the way to go. And they just haven't done anything with that. Yeah, definitely, man. And, and, and especially with tonight, you know, you figured that they just took her out and then, then the week before they dropped the card off and then she left and didn't come back. So it, it, it just seems like, man, you know, they're they, they making it to be Hogan. I mean, unless they're going to swerve us in this book, that's the reason why she ain't been attacked. Maybe it's her, which really would, you know, really would be, you know, interesting if it was her leading this thing because. Now you have her going against her father, which would be pretty good, you know, sort of like a, a Mac Man type deal. But right. it's it just it's just seeming like it's Hogan, man. And and I'm with you, man. I I don't want to see Hogan leading no group. I really would love to see some new new faces, man. You know, pumped up doing that thing because if it's Hogan, we're going to get at least thirty five to forty minutes of Hulk Hogan every week, and I'm not ready for that. Now I have absolutely zero issue. With it being Jeff Jarrett and the members being revealed as guys like Christopher Harris, you know, and, 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 you know, some former TNA guys from the past, Mm -hmm. I would have no problem with that. That would Mm -hmm. make 1000% sense, you know, sprinkle a new guy in here or there, you know, bring in Chris Masters, maybe bring in, uh, the Briscoe kid put him with Chris Harris and a couple other guys 
from TNA's past that can still go. Yep. And, I, and it just makes sense that Jarrett would reach out to the people he knows from TNA's past to help him get back in. Yeah, it'd be sort of like take like a hostile takeover, you know. He just coming yeah. back to take back what was his, you know. That 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 would work, you know. I just think the Hogan thing. Ah, man, I think you. I think we angling for a letdown, and and, and and please don't let Bischoff be involved, man, because Bischoff to me, I mean, I just think he's a turn off. I think a lot of people, you know, hate really hate Bischoff, not the character. They hate him, and yeah. if Bischoff got something to do with it, man, I think it's really going to be a tremendous letdown because. People don't like this show, <laughs> and that's not good heat when they really don't like you. So I hope he's not a part of it. Hope him to hold and not try to create nothing. I hope it's Jared or I hope it's somebody else, but please don't let it be Hogan, man. But, man, the show was great, man. I mean, you know, how they scripted it, how, how it ended. And it was just a good show, man. And, and like you said a few weeks back, man, they, they got you wondering, and they got the whole roster wondering what's going on. And, and that's the reason why them being live, really makes this work because you can't look for spoilers online. You you don't know week for week what's going to happen. So the element of the probability, the impossibility is always there because now you can't read the dirt sheet to hear what happened, who was backstage. you got to watch it right then and there week to week. So that's the reason why this is really, really working because they're going live, man. Well, I think that's a huge bonus, but at the same time, those people that weren't watching and reading the spoilers to find out before now are just not watching and getting the results the day after. Because I see very little, very little fluctuation in the positive for the ratings. And again, hey, Charlie, bring in the dead horse. Yeah, bring bring yeah, bring him on in here. We're gonna beat on the dead horse for a little while. All right, now that the dead horse is here. Again, you could put out a five star television show. And I'm gonna use small numbers because I don't want to get too out of my brain pattern here. But if only a hundred people know of such great show Let's say they put on a four-star show on their first night live, and all of us are going, wow, now that was a good show. That is TNA Impact, but only 100 people knew about it. Right. Then they put on a five-star show, and only 100 people know about it because the show getting better isn't going to draw the people that don't know where to find it. Only the people that already know where to find it are going to tune in. What? So, again, if a very improved, very polished, and live tree falls in the woods and only 100 people are there to hear it, they're the only 100 people that are going to hear it. So until you start promoting this product... And promoting it in other areas like television and radio and print around the United States, at least United States, because I'm sure that overseas advertising is probably a little more expensive. But for now, get your feet underneath you here at home and promote your product. Somebody yep. said to me they almost they felt like TNA was happy with where they were and with who they were 
and with what they were. And I said, what do you mean? And they told me they thought that TNA was happy. They know they're not ever going to overtake the WWE, that that's never going to happen. But the fact that they are a bronze medal winner in the wrestling world of the Olympic world of wrestling here, TNA comes in second every time that maybe they're happy just being bronze medal winners. They're as big as they want to be, and they're not going to waste their money on anything else that would help advertise their product. And I just don't see that. I don't see anybody in the business of radio, internet radio, or television not having the drive and the desire to be number one or be the best you can possibly freaking be at what you do. I could come on here every week and put out a lousy show, and people probably think I do anyway. Fuck them. Mm -hmm. But I could come out here and mail it in every week or just not show up sometimes or, oops, I forgot about the show and not take any phone calls or emails or, you know, just be boring as hell and say, hey, I'm as big as I really want to be. I've got the listenership that I want. And Wrestling News Live is a prime example. I mean, that show does ridiculous numbers in archive listeners and downloads per week. I've got a huge listener base with that show, but I'm still not satisfied. I want more. Feed me more. I want more listeners. And I don't care where they come from. I just want more. And that's because I want to be the best at what I do. Well, what do you think the disconnect is that? Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it the Carter family? Is it Viacom? I mean, what is it? What is the point that they don't push it? Well, I'm almost afraid that it's, it's, it's to the point where they, where they've probably, you know, over dinner one night pushed back from the table and said, you know, we've really put all the money into this damn thing. We need to put into it. We're not generating money on pay-per-views like we should. We are a basically bass-ackwards booking philosophy, and TNA still is. They book their pay-per-views to promote their television show. Mm-hmm. Which is backwards. <laughs> but, at the same token, maybe, just maybe, as we're sitting here making fun of them for that, they figured it out and decided, you know, why run your head to a brick wall once a month? If the pay-per-view numbers are what they are and they're not going to get any better, why waste our time and money and effort into making them better and letting the product on Thursday suffer? How about we just do the pay-per-views and use the pay-per-views to push people to our Thursday night television product because it's free and we'll get more people watching free than we'll get to pay. We've seen that. So maybe that's a step in the right direction that, that is, has gone over all of our heads, and maybe they have figured that out early. And I say right. that because I know Dixie Carter personally is not a fan of 12 pay-per-views a month. And as soon Hello. as she gets a chance to change that, she's going to. Hello, three pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they definitely got to cut the pay-per-view, but it, it just seems like, man, you know, they've been having like a run of four or five good pay-per-views. This week's pay-per-view was good. 
only thing I didn't like about it was the crowd was just kind of like dead and it made the performances. I don't think the, the wrestlers were as used up because I think they're getting tired of that Orlando crowd. And they've been putting on so many great shows, man. And I just don't understand that they, they, they're getting 1.2 million with some weeks, 1.3, then it drops, 1.4 goes up, whatever. But the UFC, if you look at their numbers, their TV numbers are not great, but they still can get a minimum of 190,000 pay-per-view buys like they did for UFC 150. But, you know, their TV numbers are not great, but they still transcend to where they do get, you know, big pop for pay-per-views, you know, with the Chell and Anderson Silver. They got like 900,000 and so on and so on. But TNA just cannot transform them pay-per-view numbers above 10,000, and sometimes it's less than that. So I don't know if they need a hook. Maybe they need to offer some free merchandise. If you order pay-per-views, send your T-shirt, send us your uh, receipt in. I mean, it's some type of hook they got to get to where they're getting fans want to spend the money because the product has been good. And I just can't keep saying that, you know, people have turned their back on the product because it's been so bad recently, but it's been great. So they got to reach an accord of where their fans are at and how can they bring them in. I don't know, maybe they need to do what the Vic is doing, is doing internet, doing internet, free internet shows and bring people aboard. Maybe they need to reach outside the, and, you know, you know, see if they can get a show on Epic, see if they can get a show on, you know, one of the Viacom other stations. But they got to be able to mass appeal themselves, and that's something they're not doing with the good product. And like me, I talked to you like a couple weeks ago when I said they cannot keep all five of these big-time superstars at this rate when they're not making no money. So they're going to have to make a decision on that, and I hope that would transcend to them maybe doing double live taping somewhere, you know, taping two shows, one live, and the next week could be taped on the road where they got to get that appeal out because, you know, if, if, you, if you've seen the regular stripped-down house show, you don't want to see that. You want to see what you're seeing on TV. And Dixie, Janice, Bob, they got to get that in their head. That's the only way they're going to advance, man. Only way. Well, I go back to what you said about giving them a little incentive. When they did the weekly pay-per-views, they did have an incentive program. The more you bought, the cooler prizes you could get from their website. Right. You know, I've got, I've got poster after poster after poster that they used to send me and JSK because we got them all. We got all the pay-per-views. We missed one. The entire time TNA was on weekly pay-per-view, we missed one, and that's because that was the dinosaur days of cable boxes in Branson, Missouri, and you had to go to the cable company and pre-order the pay-per-view before it came on TV to get it. Yep. And yep. we were both busy and didn't make it to the cable company. Um, with that being said, they used to have an incentive program. Um, as far as, you know, their house shows are concerned, I guarantee you if you go, now the crowds are going to be different, and that's if that does have an effect on things. Yep. But if you go to a T-Day house show, and then you go to a WWE house show, it's night and day to me. WWE, you come in, you get your seat, you get your popcorn, you swing by the merchandise table, you get your t-shirt maybe, maybe you don't because they're really expensive. And you sit down and you watch the event and they have match after match after match. Then they'll have an intermission and then they have match, 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 main event. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Be safe and remember to watch Raw and USA, blah, blah, blah. TNA, on the other hand, 
Jeremy Borash is in the ring between every match. Talking about TNA on Spike. Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Don't forget about your merchandise table. Got an intermission coming up where we're going to have a meet and greet. And I'm going to take two of you people from the front row backstage. Blah, 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 blah. Or I'm going to take two people from the crowd backstage. Crowd goes nuts. They're only taking two motherfuckers, but the whole crowd goes nuts. You know, TNA puts on, oh, and not to mention the fact that at intermission, Miss Tessmacher, the knockouts champion, is going to come out and pose with every motherfucker in the, in the building. I've done that before. <laughs> you know, and then at the end of the night, their biggest star in their company, Jeff Hardy, is going to stay and take pictures with every motherfucker that wants one. Yeah, for 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm like, dude, that is, you know, to me, it's night and day. TNA is more fan friendly and interactive at their house shows than WWE ever thought of being. But then again, they don't have to be. You know, the old right. kid, James, I got your money, bitch. Yep. I mean, I yeah. think they need, maybe they need to hit New York, man. I mean, they, I remember when they went to that first live Monday show when they debuted everybody and they had to advertise in the Times Square and everything. And, you know, I just think they, they got to hit New York. They got to hit, they got to hit those big markets. You got to hit LA. You got to roll the dice, man. If all these other companies, you startup companies and MMA and wrestling, you see, they, they put on shows in big markets. Sometimes they don't last, sometimes they do. But TNA got to take a chance on doing that, man. I mean, that's the oh, only way that they're going to be able to expand. You cannot continue playing that phone booth in Orlando. The right. crowd is killing me, man. I mean, like I said, the pay-per-view Sunday was good, but the crowd was just, it was like they had a whole bunch of tours in there. The Impact Zone regulars wasn't there. It was dead. And I think that affects the wrestling product sometime when these guys say, damn, I'm putting on a great match. I'm busting my hump. But, all I'm seeing is these same 1,000 fans. They got to be able to promote more. Even if they got to do overseas pay-per-views, whatever they got to do, man. But they got to get the word out. And I don't know, you know, like I say, if it's Viacom, Spike TV or what. I know they're pumping all this money in the Bellator. I just wish they pumped some money into TNA, man. Well, you know, you talked earlier about, you know, UFC's pay-per-view numbers being so high and compared to everything else, compared to their TV show especially. You got to remember, too, <laughs> You know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, you know, where TNA really lost, I think TNA really lost a lot of viewers. Um, what show is the most predictable show on TV? Raw, SmackDown, right. or TNA? Mm-hmm. You know, and not only was TNA predictable, but they weren't live. So you could read what was going to happen before it happened. Right. You know, with UFC, you got the Mike Tyson thing. You never know what's going to happen. How quick are they going to get knocked out? How quick are they going to go down? You know, you got to watch it to find out. You know, and you never know who's going to win. You know, the chances for an upset victory are more likely to happen on a UFC pay-per-view than a WWE or TNA. Yep. You know, so you've got that element of surprise intriguing you to spend your money. As far as putting any more money into TNA... I think the product is fine. The roster is fine. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing a a, uh, Jomo in TNA with Molina. I think the two of them are a perfect fit. Why they're not there, I don't know. They've got their own reasons, apparently. Um, But as far as hiring anybody else, that's as far as I would go. Number two, I would take, or number three, I would take all the money I have and put it in advertising. Yep. 
you know, and I, I, I know that uh, after talking to somebody in this business of what I do, that they do have several people that are quote unquote TNA promotions and TNA Whoa. promotions assistants. Well, that's got to be the easiest job in the world because those motherfuckers don't do shit. <laughs> like a security guy sitting at a desk. <laughs> you know, it's like a security guard bought, you know, at a, a, a garden a rock factory. Well, who the fuck cares about rocks? Who's going to break in and steal a bunch of fucking rocks? Nobody. That's the cushiest yeah. job on the fucking planet. Exactly. How can you be a promotions department if you're not promoting your shit? Because they're not paying mm-hmm. you to promote anywhere. I just don't get it, man. I don't understand. Yeah. And, uh, and last point, man. Uh, when, when they going at down to Austin would be rude again, and you know they, they got the stiff in there. I mean, where are we going at now? So it looks like Storm's not going to get the title shot at Bound for Glory. So uh, where do you think we're going at now? I think we're going to go with the jealous lover. And what I mean by that is they're going to name somebody as a number one contender for Austin Aries at at you know, the next pay-per-view. No surrender. And I think what's going to happen is I think Robert Roode is going to have the stance of, well, if you don't love me, then you can't love anybody else. You know, and if you won't go out with me, then you won't go out with anybody else. I'll make sure of it. Mm-hmm. And although I might not be able to be champion right now, and I might not be able to be the champion, nobody else is going to have a clean match either. Or... He go the complete other route, which would be my way of thinking. I can't have a title match until Austin Aries loses the title to somebody else, which then gives me a clean slate, and I can challenge that person as many times as I want. So, therefore, my way of thinking would be to help whoever the challenger is for that title win that title, and say, "Look, let's do a you you know." Let's do a handshake deal here. I'll help you beat Austin Aries and, and win that world title, but you got to give me the first title shot. Right. And that's the only way keeping Rude relevant will make sense to me. Right. All right, brother. Well, I ain't going to hold you hostage, man. It's always great to talk to you, man. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate talk- the job you do promoting the show on Twitter. Keep it up for me. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Talk to you next week. All right, man. All right, we're going to take a short commercial break. We'll be right back with more TNA Live and a couple more phone calls right after this on the SNS Radio Network. Get ready to fly. We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, and he just said, What the fuck? Where have you been? Slap! <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back. When he said, you know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how can you, in all honesty... Be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. 
I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy, and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I watch, I, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she- I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independency. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want a break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W., and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Cowboy. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west where real women call me quit with scripts and fake press. And that sucks because every time that plays, I just want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear that whole song. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live. I am the outlaw of the IWC, the Trey Dog, and uh, I've got my Dogatron 5000. On here in the, in the studio, and I'm I'm watching uh, preseason football highlights. 
quickly, and we'll talk more about this on Monday, but the Wrestling News Live Fantasy Football League is a go. I'm going to actually have it on Yahoo this year. And uh, I not only will have it on Yahoo, but I'm going to have its own website as a part of the SNS Radio Network site. Um, it's going to have predictions, matchups, you know, just fun little things to do during the week when there's no football going on. Go to the website, and I will have predictions on who's going to win each week, uh, some articles about players, some other things. So make sure you get ready for that. Uh, the draft will be held, I believe, on the 29th of this month, if all goes well, about 7 o'clock-ish, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, on a Wednesday, the 29th. And uh, we will have it up and running. And like I said, I'll tell you more about that coming up on Wrestling News Live. The phones are open. Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. All right, get your phone calls in now. And uh, we got about, oh, 10, 15 minutes left in the show. We'll take a few more phone calls and uh, see what you have to say about TNA Impact for this evening or over the period of time, whatever you choose to talk about, it's all up to you. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Yeah, it's Ray Seltzer. What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, calling in because I had a few, uh, you brought up some uh, points about where uh, TNA might be going the whole uh, Aces and Eights thing. Right. Um, there were, there were uh, two things that had come to mind that you had mentioned. Um, one was uh, so something that you've brought up in the past. Um, do you think that TNA might be uh, riding out the whole uh, Aces and anything will still bound for glory? And the second thing is, I think you brought up earlier that it might be some, uh, I think, all new um, people who might be in the group. Um, are there any people who you might be thinking of from that used to be from WWE that might be a part of this at all? Because I know the whole report is that, you know, it might be Luke Gallows and some other guys in there. Or do you think it's all going to be like straight brand new guys? Well, I think it's going to be a combination of the two. I think that you're going to see possibly a, a Luke Gallows. You might see a Chris Masters. You might, you know, you might see guys like that. I, I know Luke Gallows, every time it's been brought up, has been rumored to be in the group. So um, I have no reason to argue with that. If he's in, he's in. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I don't know that I've seen anybody in the group big enough. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I still think that it... I know they know where they're going. I'm not exactly sure they know how to get where they're going, but I know they know where they're going. Um, that'd be like me saying, I know I'm going to drive to New York on the 25th. I'm not 100% sure how to get to New York, but I know where it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that it's in the northeast portion of the United States, and I know that I got to go that direction. I'm just not a hundred percent sure what roads to take or what direction to go to get there. But I know exactly where it's at. I got a destination. I just got to figure out how to get there. That might be a possibility still. Um, as far as carrying it out till Bound for Glory, 
man, I really don't know how much more of these ambush attacks they can do without it becoming who gives a shit for 500, Alex. You know, I don't want... If I'm, if I'm TNA creative, I don't want the public tired of my number one idea way before I release who's in there. I mean, can you imagine the WCW fan base you know, shitting all over the NWO idea long before Hogan ever came out. You know, if they'd have killed that before Hogan ever made his appearance and joined the NWO, I mean, that that would have been devastating to the whole thing. I I just think that if they're going to do this and do this right, they need to start revealing... Pieces of the puzzle. Not everything, but pieces of the puzzle. Slowly but surely. A guy at a time, maybe. Until they get to the the big reveal of, well, you know who we are, but you don't know who our leader is. A higher power type thing with a better payoff. Now, you brought up, uh, you know, I I think you mentioned that Brooke is, you know, the one person they've talked about that they haven't gone to yet. And I think it was uh, Terrence who brought up, you know, bring up Eric Bischoff a bit. Do you think maybe if, if they do something like maybe where Brooke is partially involved, do you think they might have something where Garrett Bischoff is kind of involved also? Because, I mean, we haven't seen him for a while except, you know, with the uh, random tag match here and there with Devon. But even when they said, you know, they were willing to help out, everybody was talking about, you know, we don't really see Devon running out when the guys try to come off the fight, fight off the aces and eights. But, you know, nobody really brings up Garrett in that theory either. Well, I can't say he's not involved for the simple fact that if every time I saw you, I said, hey, man, Trent, I got your back. No worries. And then for a week straight, you think I've got your back, and yet you get your ass whipped, and I'm nowhere around. You know, if the guy that was whipping my ass for a week was wearing a mask, I might start to think it was the guy who was telling me he had my back that never showed up to have my back. So I can't say that he's not involved for the fact that I can't tell you who is. What I can tell you is that if Bischoff has anything to do with this, the IWC will shit all over it no matter how good it is. It could be better than the NWO. They could have some major, major idea haiku that that, that nobody's ever thought of. And it could be the coolest thing on television ever. But because it's got Eric Bischoff involved, the internet will take a dump on it. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Um, uh, last thing that's before I head out, uh, with the fact that now we've got Aries still as a champion, and for the time being, Rude can't get another shot at him. And with the whole Bound for Glory series still going on, do you have any idea who uh, Aries might feud with next, if, it, if it's uh, possibly not somebody who's still in the series? Well, that's a tough one because you got to think you don't want to screw up your Bound for Glory series. And almost anybody who's anybody is in that motherfucker right now. Um, You know, AJ Styles made a comment tonight on the post show. That's interesting. Is AJ part of the AJ's part of the 
Battle for Glory series, though, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think he's like somewhere in like the twenties or something like that. Yeah, yeah well, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. I was gonna say I didn't think AJ was part of it, but if you're part of that Bound for Glory series, I don't think you should be rewarded with a title shot before Bound for Glory. In other words, if that's the case, what's the point in trying to fucking earn your spot? You know what I mean? If they're going to give you one anyway, why the right. fuck would you bother trying to earn one? Um, you know, it could be a pay-per-view where Austin Aries doesn't have a title match. Maybe he gets involved in a tag team feud. You know, it, they, they've done it, it before. Maybe tag, but, um, well, tag, well, technically they said Rude can't get another title shot. That doesn't mean they said that he couldn't fight um, Aries, right? Right. They can work out a deal. They can work out a deal between now and then where Aries and, and Rude, Rude is such a thorn in Aries' side and Sting's side as the general manager that Sting finally breaks down and says, look, non-title, I'll give you Aries at the pay-per-view, and if you beat Aries at the pay-per-view, you can earn yourself a title shot. Which, the internet would shit all over because they'd say, well, you just told them no more title shots, that was a stipulation, blah, 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 which is true, but at the same token, he also just said, I'll give you a title shot should you win. So, it could be a win and you're in for rude, you got to be careful, though, because whatever you do, you can't let it affect Bound for Glory. And that is your next pay-per-view that matters. So, is uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it goes, what is the next pay-per-view? Uh, no Surrender. No Surrender. Does Bound for Glory follow No Surrender? I believe it does. Uh, yep. Okay. Well, then you can't have lingering effects in your title match from no surrender bleed over in any way to Bound for Glory because that title match is given to the person who earned it through the Bound for Glory series. And that person is set in stone. That's like a money in the bank. So you just got to be really careful what you do with Aries in this next pay-per-view to event. To, to to prevent any bleed over into the next pay-per-view because his dance card's already punched. He's already got a date to the prom. He's just got to get there. So what you do with him this month, you've got to be very careful, but there are some things you can do. You can put him in a tag match. You can put him in a non-title match. You know? You just got to be very careful, is all I'm saying. All right, cool. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. Um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and bounce. Um, peace out, man. All right, man. Thanks for the phone call. We'll take one more. If you want to jump in, now's your chance. Let me know what is on your mind. If you want to call in, we'll take one last call before we get out of here. I know there's a few people that have been trying to call in. So the phone line's open. See what happens when you wait till the last 20, 30 minutes of the show to get your phone calls in. That's that's what happens. While you're watching Impact, 
get an idea of what you want to talk about, get a phone call ready, and then call in as soon as the show starts. That's the way the show is designed. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Well, some interesting questions posed at the end of Impact tonight, huh? Mr. Bad Day again. It got better. Did it? But, yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, I... I liked, I actually liked the ending because I wasn't expecting them to exonerate Storm this quickly. You know what I mean? Well, uh, the fact that they stood behind him clapping, I thought, man, if they go off the air this way, he's going to look really guilty unless he turns around and just starts smoking them. Right. You know, and even then it can be passed off as tough love. You know, it, it was funny. You mentioned advertising. Now, this obviously was a local thing. Um, I watch Impact on the stream usually so I can be in the chat, but I DVR it as well, and I missed the beginning tonight. But you talk about advertising. Well, during Impact on the stream I was watching in a commercial, they advertised SummerSlam. So that goes to show you, you know, that, I mean, it can USA refuse TNA paying for an advertising spot? I don't think so. Not if they're getting the same thing from TNA and Spike. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. That that would be awesome, no matter how much it costs. You know, advertise during Raw. All right, you piss off Vince McMahon. Big deal. Who gives a shit. You know, it would it would just be epic. Yeah, I you know, I just I sit and wonder and scratch my head every day on why this company does not promote. I don't understand. You know, I, it just blows me away. But Vince isn't stupid. He knows that a lot of TNA's viewership are still fans of his product. They're only watching TNA because it happens to be the only wrestling on on Thursdays. You know, Vince knows if he moved a show of any kind live on Thursday nights, he'd dominate TNA. They'd have to close up shop and go home. Because he knows that the TNA fan base is built with 90% WWE fans. Well, not here. If there was a, you know, if there was a TNA versus WWE on Thursday night, I'm going to watch TNA because there's, you know, it's still to me more interesting. And, you know, I, I'm just, but I agree with you about Well, the- and I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that Vince knows where his bread's buttered. He can put an adver- he can put that advertisement at that time of the night on any channel on the network yeah, he chose. Yeah, right. he chose to put his shit up in, in front of everybody during TNA. You know, right. on Spike TV. Yeah, and it's even a, another shot if you think about the way shit went down. Because if you remember, Raw was on Spike TV. You know, Raw left USA because the guys at Spike TV and Viacom promised them the world. They promised that they'd help sponsor the XFL, which was a complete failure. And then I'm not sure exactly what went down, but USA got smart and said, okay, we won't preempt you with the Westminster Dog Show. We won't cut off your show, you know, while a match is going on. So he had a brief relationship with Spike. And the fact that Danae's on there is kind of ironic. Right. I mean, he's the reason why ECW got kicked off and WWE got put on back on the Nashville Network before they were Spike. Right. Um, It's just smart marketing. Vince has... That just goes to show you 
Vince has people in his marketing department that get it. TNA doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's not, it's not the product. The product is good. It's just getting it out to the right number of people. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, six pay-per-views a year would be cool. And the money you're saving on the six that you're not doing, plow that into having every single pay-per-view on the road. That's my theory. I mean, it, it's just, yeah. you know, the, the impact zone, you know, these are people who, I mean, if you live in Florida and you go to Universal four times a month, you say, what the hell? I'm me- just trying to think, of, if you took the cost of every pay-per-view that you didn't do and saved that money, and then use it towards your other goal, which is advertising, the company be in a much better spot. Okay, so you're saying advertising as opposed to going on the road. Yeah, I agree. I no, agree. going on the road does them nothing. Going on the road does them nothing. If they're not going to promote it correctly, none of their moves other than that matter. Look at the fucking ratings of the television show. They are going to be the same again this week with a 1.1 or a 1.2. Blah, 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 blah. Up, down, blah, 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 blah. Dish TV, blah, TV, They're going to be the goddamn same. And that's what TNA doesn't fucking understand. If you don't promote, you don't get people to watch. Why is it so fucking hard for them to understand? Well, I mean, and here's the other thing, you know, WWE's rating fluctuates quite a bit. At one time they were doing like fives and sixes. But WWE is a household name. Right. Right. But I'm making a point here. Think about this. Their ratings haven't gone up significantly, but they also haven't had a rating that is tanked to the point where they're doing a 0.6 or a 0.7. Now, what that tells you is your product is good enough to keep the people you already have. So I'm backing you up and saying, if you did advertise more, like you say, and you got a wrestling fan to watch just once, you've already have a proven track record that you have the ability to make people stick around. Would you agree that the Super Bowl is one of the most watched televised events all year long? It's the most watched televised event. I did, you have no argument for me. What do you think would happen if at the end of the NFL season, the NFL came out and announced, okay, we've got a Super Bowl. It's in a town with a stadium, and we're not telling you where. What? <laughs> so you mean in order for me, a diehard football fan, to watch the biggest game of the year, I've got to find it and I've got to search for it because you're not going to tell me where it's televised or where it's either going to emanate from. Yes, that's correct. Well, I'll guarantee you viewership would be way the fuck down. Yeah. And and you talked about, you know, a a few weeks ago, free advertising. You know what? When you're driving your trucks into the town where you're going to, you know, be putting on a house show, have TNA and the date and time, you know, stamped on the side of the truck. It's easy to repaint a truck every couple of fucking weeks, you know, have that where people are, you know, sitting on their front lawn 
drinking lemonade or whatever, and the TNA trucks come by and they say, oh, shit, there's going to be a TNA event in three days. I better go. You know, it's not even so much about money. There's a lot, you know, newspaper, even newspapers getting a full uh, full page spread in a newspaper isn't that expensive for a company like TNA. It's probably a couple hundred bucks. Just do it. Just put an ad in the paper that says we've got a house show on Saturday night here in, uh, you know, bumfuck, you know, America. <laughs> and, hey, if you'd like, that afternoon, the stars of TNA are going to be downtown on Main Street signing autographs. Put them in their gear, send them downtown to whatever city they're in, and let people come by and get autographs. And then the people that don't know who they are or why they're there see them signing autographs. They get in line to figure out what's going on. Then they find out a wrestling show is in town, and boom, you've doubled, maybe tripled your fan base for that house show. I'm going to do something for you. Before next week, next week on TNA Chat Live, I'm going to find this out. The biggest news radio station here in New York City is News Radio 88. It's 88 uh, a.m. And I'm I'm telling you, dude, people here, listen, they are the hugest, hugest news uh, radio station in New York City. I am going to do this this week. I'm going to research and find out how much a 30-second spot, a 30-second commercial on News Radio 88 costs. And I'll let you know, because I mean, if they, if they're doing a baseball, I guarantee you, you put it on News Radio eighty eight. Find out, find out, tell them we want a two week run, a two week run with a possibility of one of the stars calling into the morning show and being live for an interview. Well, see, the thing is, they don't have morning shows; they're just a twenty four seven hour news radio oh. thing, but. Even if you throw a commercial in once every 12 hours, you're talking about reaching a lot of New Yorkers. But you got to do it more than that, though. You got to do it once every two hours for it to work. I'm going to try to find that out because it, it just. Find out what their advertising packages are. Okay. That's yeah, easy. That's my homework. I'll, I'll try so, to do it for you. You do that. Give me the answers. We'll crunch more numbers and we'll insult TNA's promotion department again next week. Right here on TNA Chat Live. Roxy, I got to run. I got to let you go, buddy. All right, man. Peace out. Take care. All right. Thanks for the phone call, man. All right. That's going to do it. Hit the music, Brass Eye. We are going to get the hell out of here. Again, want to thank Brass Eye for producing the show and, uh, you know, holding down the fort. Somebody brought up the song earlier, Titties and Beer. I thought it's a good way to go out tonight. So welcome to TNA, Taryn Terrell. This Bud's for you, and we'll see you next week right here for more TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Titties and beer. Titties and beer. Titties and beer. Titties and beer. I thank God Almighty for titties and beer. Big titties and beer. Hunting two-legged deer. Titties and beer. Thank God I ain't queer. Titties and beer. Titties and beer. Big old titties. I little titties and beer. Great big titties in my beer. God damn it, I love those motherfucking titties. Fuck <laughs>